Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith. March is National Ladder Safety Month, and we decided to get going on this a bit early in hopes of serving as a resource possibly to enhance your training this year. To that point, I've placed a few tools in the show notes. You'll see there are three OSHA fact sheets there that should be helpful. Let's start this discussion with a bit of a true story from our producer, Kevin Cobb. He has a friend, Sandra, who contacted a tree trimming company. They gave her an estimate on trimming a tree and, well, it was $400 just to trim one tree. And she thought that was a bit too expensive, so decided she would just simply do it herself. She leaned the ladder against a tree, not tying it off. And as she was trimming, she needed to move the ladder over just a bit. Instead, she did something we've all probably done. She just reached out a bit more. Fortunately, as she fell, she was able to throw the chainsaw away from herself, but unfortunately, Sandra, a wife and a mother of two teenagers, suffered a severe spinal cord injury and is paralyzed from the waist down. I'll leave it up to you to discuss the state-to-error pattern and the critical error reduction techniques or certs that would have prevented this tragedy. But thinking about this, falls are the leading cause of death in and around the home. The National Safety Council notes that over 6,000 people die from falls in and around the home each year, and more than 30,000 people are injured each year by falls involving ladders. Now, most of these accidents occur because the victims aren't thinking about some of the basic rules of ladder safety. So let's start where every job really should start, and that is by selecting the right tool for the job. In this case, selecting the proper ladder. Now, there are many types of ladders available, each intended for a very specific purpose. Most work requires ladders either use a type 1 industrial or type 2 commercial ladder. Uh, on a work site, you probably won't be using the type 3 household light duty type ladders. So again, the types are type 1 industrial is heavy duty and it's designed for a load capacity of no more than 250 pounds. Uh, type 2 commercial or medium duty with a load capacity of not more than 225 pounds. And those are typically used for things like painting and other tasks like that. There are also other ladders that are rated with heavier load capacities. Uh, some with higher ratings are type 1A and 1AA. Uh, some manufacturers even color code the ladders or the tips of the ladders to in accordance with the, the, the ratings. I'm a bit personally glad for those heavier capacity ratings. Big boys like me don't need to be on what I call spaghetti ladders for sure. The main thing that is regardless of the type of construction or rating, everyone needs to be sure that the ladder has a label certifying that it complies with the specifications of, of ANSI, the American National Standards Institute, and that underwriter laboratories list the ladder. Be sure the ladder is long enough for the work. And the top needs to extend at least three feet over the top surface of where you're resting your ladder, if it's an extension ladder. That's probably one of the most common mistakes people make when performing a ladder set. The next part really should go without saying, but... Well, if you're like me, you've probably seen some pretty strange things out there. If the work involves possible contact with sources of electrical current, make sure you're not using an aluminum ladder. If you'll pardon the pun, it's shocking that people would do that. But so many times, it's one of those situations where either we're not thinking just for a moment in safe start terms, mind not on task, 
or perhaps it's one of those states like rushing to get a job done or frustration that you don't have a fiberglass ladder handy that causes you to take a deliberate risk, thinking it will be okay just this one time. Sort of like using a stepladder folded up and leaning against the wall instead of going and taking the extra time to go get an extension ladder. All right, once we have the correct ladder, we need to inspect the ladder. And any ladder can develop a problem that can render it unsafe. So each time you use a ladder, you need to inspect it. Check for things like loose or damaged rungs, steps or rails or braces. Uh, check for loose screws, bolts, hinges, and other hardware. And if the ladder has any type defect, kind of goes without saying, but you need to repair it or it needs to be replaced. Never use a ladder that is defective. All right, the next step involves properly setting up the ladder. Now, we touched on making sure you have three feet above the top of the surface that you're accessing, but here are some other general rules of thumbs as well. No matter how safe the ladder is, if it's placed in a dangerous location, such as nearby a door that opens towards you, you have to take some extra precaution there, right? You also need to make sure the area around the base should be uncluttered and that the ladder should be set on a solid level surface. I mentioned this a moment ago. Step ladders are designed to be fully open. That's how they're intended to be used. A straight ladder, when using that, should be placed at a four to one ratio. And that means that the base should be one foot away from the wall or vertical surface for every four feet of height to the point of support. And again, if you plan to climb onto a roof or platform from a ladder, the ladder must extend above the edge at least three feet, and it needs to be tied off at the top. So let's talk about going up and down the ladder. Uh, that's probably one of the other common things that we see issues with folks. Uh, number one, always face the ladder and use both hands to climb and descend. Keep three points of contact at all times and carry tools either in a tool belt or perhaps raise and lower them with a hand line. Now, all of these may seem like just common sense rules to keep in mind, but I would uh, remind everybody that, well, common sense isn't always common practice, right? Some people say com not everybody has common sense, but I, I really disagree with that, right? We just need to make sure that we're practicing common sense, and that means sometimes taking a moment, stepping back, and, well, self-triggering on some of those human factors that can affect us, being in a rush, being frustrated, whatever it is, being complacent, working around the ladders because we've used them forever. So, you know, you think about it. You go back and you think about some of the first time that you were on a ladder, thinking about some of those first teachers that taught us how to be safe on ladders. Uh, you probably heard something like this from your grandfather, even always hold on with one hand, never reach too far to either side or to the rear. Uh, keep the keep your belt buckle or your center of gravity within the confines of the ladder. Never climb higher than the second step from the top of a step ladder or the third step away from the top of a straight ladder, right? I remember my grandfather saying things like that a lot, although I can tell you that as a teenager helping him on some residential painting jobs, I overextended my reach quite a number of times. Uh, fortunate that I never had a nasty fall, but you know, just trying to reach that last spot so I didn't have to come all the way down and climb back up again, it's a bit of rushing, right? A bit of complacency as well, thinking that you can certainly do that safely. Although I've had a few times where it felt like I was about to lose my balance and had that that bit of, bit of oh my goodness moment, right? So sometimes it's not just about knowing the procedures. It's about not allowing the human factors to overwhelm your training in the moment. 
So we're running a bit short on time here. I want to remind you of those OSHA resources, the the fact sheets that we've placed in the show notes. Also, feel free to share this podcast. You, you could even include it as part of your training. For everyone here at Safe Talk with Safe Start, thanks for spending some time with us today. And the next time you're up on a ladder, don't forget to self-trigger, particularly if you're frustrated because you can't reach that last spot or perhaps just in a rush to get a job done. Uh, and try to make sure that you're continuing to work on those safety-related habits like not overextending your reach, keeping your center of gravity within the confines of the ladder, things of that nature. Work on those as habits, and that can help to compensate for complacency. Until next time, I'm Danny Smith for Safe Talk with Safe Start. Have a great day.